Thank you for downloading the Beacon Church podcast. We hope that you enjoy today's message and that you find that God speaks to you through it. I think that video and those interviews have removed, you'll be pleased to hear, half of my sermon. So I'm just not going to go to some of the places I was going to go because they did it just so much more effectively than, than I would have done. There is, of course, one notable absence today. And we don't have Ben with us, who's um, the, one of the other elders here. He's in hospital at the moment. And so uh, we want to acknowledge all of his hard work and efforts, the important and significant part he plays. And uh, at the end, we will stand together and pray for him and for Emma and and James and Hannah as uh, he's in hospital at the moment. But uh, our prayers are with him. I know he was excited for us. I saw him last night and uh, I know he would want to pass on to all of us his love and he was going to be praying for us this morning and uh, he's full of faith uh, for the church, remains full of faith. Uh, even though he's currently not with us. Well, like I've said, I could go through a whole load of stuff that I was going to go through, but do you know what? It's just been done so much better than I would have done it. But six different buildings, not counting a brief and slightly surreal summer, (laughs) sharing a building with another church last year. Four different homes for the church office. Equipment stored in cupboards, metal containers, a van, an outdoor lock-up underneath wooden pews, behind a curtain, beside a cinema screen, venues that were sometimes far too dark, sometimes a little too bright, meeting spaces that were just sometimes a bit big for us, and sometimes a bit too small. The excitement of new people joining and the sadness of good friends moving on. Periods of real financial challenge and seasons of quite amazing abundance. Engagements, marriages, babies. Oh, the babies, oh my goodness. This place has exploded with babies. Another two you do this year. We've had two already this year. And who knows how many more this year. Running a food bank, running a debt centre, marriage days and marriage prep, weekends away, baptisms, serving teams, serving rotors. Oh, Jen, where are you? Yeah, wherever she is, give her a clap, my goodness me. Sunday youth, new day. Mums groups, community groups, prayer groups, one-on-one discipleship, meals for new parents, men's breakfasts, and I think we might resurrect those, (laughs) trustees meetings, website design and redesign, thanks to Toby, he's on to that at the moment, worship rehearsals, kids work, preaching series, pastoral care, smooth flowing Sundays, (laughs) and rather awkward moments. Is it you? Is it me? It's me. Handshakes and bear hugs. Babies passed around, laying on of hands. Fervent prayer, occasional tears. Standing together. 
exuberant praise, friendship building, prophetic moments, authentic recommitments, restoration, transformation, and food. (laughs) Always food. (laughs) It's been busy. And God's been good. Of course, that's the story for many churches, not just ours. But why do it? Why invest hundreds, thousands of hours into this? Why invest hundreds, thousands of pounds into this? Why? Well, let's look briefly at a passage that just helps us to remember why. From 1 Corinthians, Paul says this, Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labour is not in vain. I remember meeting up with a guy called Dave Holden, who at that particular time was providing some care and covering for our church. And he said, oh, there's, do you know what, Phil? There's something about people who get involved with church planting. He said, oh, they're robust. There's, there's some steely determination. There are, there's grit in them. And I thought, yeah, do you know what? That's, that's true. I look around our church now and I think, boy, there's, there's some grit and some determination in people here. We're going to make this work. We're going we're to keep giving. We're going to keep coming. Even when it's tough, we're going to keep doing it. He was right. He was right. Earlier in this passage, Paul offers an alternative, though, to the church. Here's what it is. He says to the church in Corinth, your alternative to this is to eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. There's these two alternatives. There's this, give your life to just pursuing a comfortable, exciting life for yourself, everything around you. Eat, drink, be merry, because tomorrow we die. That's your one alternative. And here's your other alternative, to be immovable and steadfast, always abounding in the work of the Lord. It's almost like he says to them, which one are you going to choose? Which one are you going to choose? Because that church in Corinth at that time had started to doubt the resurrection. They'd started to doubt, is it... Is it really true? Now, was he just perhaps a good man whose moral teaching we should follow? And they were also doubting the resurrection of the dead for themselves. And Paul says, Ah, don't do that! He says this, For I delivered to you, as of first importance, what I received... That Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. He was buried. He really was. Okay? He did die. He was buried. He was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. And and he appeared to Peter. And then to the twelve. And then he appeared to more than 500 others. And most of them are still alive, although one or two have fallen asleep. And last of all, he appeared to me. It's true. It's really all true. Don't give up. It's true. 
He says, be steadfast. Don't let anything move you. Now, there's a militancy in that, isn't there? Do you know, we're going to do this. We're going to stay steadfast. We're not going to be moved. That word steadfast, it, it actually means to be sitting down. I had that picture in my head of, you know, where uh, they show news reports of where you get a group of people who go and sit in the middle of the road because they're objecting to something or they've got a particular cause and they're just not going to move. You know, they chain themselves to a fence or something else and it takes hours for the police to cajole them. They're just not going to be moved. There's a militancy in it. And there's a militancy here where Paul says, immovable, come on. Abound, exceed, overflow with the work of the Lord. Come on. Why? Well, come on, because you know. You know in the Lord your labour is not in vain. Make no mistake, sometimes it's labour. It's labour. That word actually in the Greek, that word for, for labour, could also be translated as troublesome toil. It comes from a root word to strike or to hit. You get this picture of a worker who's just striking at something, building up a sweat. Troublesome toil. My goodness, that doesn't sound great. But he says it's in the Lord. Your troublesome toil is in him. Means he'll give you the grace to do it. He will bring it to to fruition He will use it as part of his purpose and plan. Your labour is not in vain because it is labour in the Lord. Our labour is in the Lord. And it's not in vain. That word in vain can also be translated empty, hollow. It's like Paul says, look, you could choose that other way of life, where you give yourself to just your own pleasure. Eat, drink, be merry, come on, tomorrow we die, come on. Lighten up. You could give yourself to that, or you can give yourself to this. You can give yourself to that which is hollow and empty and without substance, or you can give yourself to this. Which, which is about eternity. That's what he's saying. Folks, the resurrection is true. He did. We will. Give yourselves to this. This is passing. It's gone in a moment. This. Oh, give yourself to this. Come on. It's true. It's true. I'm giving up an evening to join my community group and build relationships and look at the Bible and it's been a tough day at work. Is it in vain? No, it's not in vain. I'm giving my hard-earned cash again to this church. My goodness, I look at my statement. Wow, what I could do with that if I didn't give it there. God, is it in vain? No, it's not in vain. I'm out in the crèche again. I'm not going to get any of the service today because I'm serving other mums and dads so they can be in. God, is that in vain? No, it's not in vain. 
It's not in vain in the Lord. It's not. And do you know what? It's not just the things that we do in church context. It's not just being on the rotors and turning up to small groups and sorting out your standing order and all of that sort of stuff. It's not just that stuff. It's also the stuff that you do in your normal everyday life where you stand strong for the gospel. I was talking on Friday night to a really good friend of mine. He's actually a really good friend of Sarah and Andy's too, a guy called Brett. And about five years ago, Brett lost his dad. And uh, he was just talking about the fact that over the last five years since then, he has been able to console and comfort and advise and stand by so many guys who've just lost their dad. The latest one this week, someone who lost their dad last Sunday and Brett's having coffee with him on Friday. And do you know what? Brett got comfort and consolation from Andy, who had just lost his dad when he moved on from leading the church here. God weaves our individual lives into the fabric of his church. That's the outlet for what he does in your life. Do you know what? If you weren't part of the church, you would be robbing other people of what you are able to bring and you would be excluding yourself from what they are able to bring to you. Can you imagine what it would be like to live with that? The pain of losing your dad suddenly like Brett did and not being in the church. But now suddenly, although it's still painful, he says, oh, now I can see God's doing something. He's comforting. He's comforted me. And now I'm able to comfort others with the comfort I myself received from him. He weaves us into the fabric of his church. And it is a, such a blessing for us, and it's a blessing for the church. What will the ten, next 10 years look like? Well, I think Owen and Pauline have given a fantastic answer to that. In some ways, we just don't know. <laughs> In other ways, there's a, there's a vision, there's a dream. And I know probably Owen, when Owen is back, he will unpack some of the stuff that God will have been saying to him over his sabbatical. But, folks, the next 10 years is likely to involve quite a lot of the same. It will include spurring each other on to love and reverence and honour God through submitting to all that he reveals of himself to us by his Holy Spirit and through this precious book. It will include learning and continuing to learn what it means to live together and to be devoted to one another in love, which is what the Bible calls us to do. And do you know what? Sometimes that will mean being on a rotor. It will include continuing to strive to reach out with the good news of Jesus Christ through all the doors that God opens for us. And... It will mean continuing to pray alone and together and to believe in faith that Jesus will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against her.
and to look ahead to the day when he will come back to claim us like a husband who claims the bride that he's been longing for. My beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For you know that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's stand together to pray. We'll get the band back up for us. And uh, we're going to finish with uh, some worship. And then uh, we're going to have lunch together. And you each have a Beacon Celebration mug that you can collect on your way out, which says 10 years. So make sure you collect one of those. And before I pray, I would just like to say a massive thank you to people who've been involved in putting today together. So especially Alicia. And, and Jen and John. Let's give them a really good round of applause. And finally, Ibby and her fantastic hospitality team who sorted out your bacon rolls and are currently sorting out your lunch for you as well. So that's good. Okay, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the way that uh, it has stirred our hearts, just seeing what you've done. Lord, it's been fun hearing about what you've done. It's been fun seeing the photographs and realizing how far you've brought us. And we are so grateful. Lord, we are grateful for the way that you have used friends who are with us today and have since moved on to do what they have done as part of the process of building your church. And their work was not in vain. And we thank you for this church that you are building. Lord, we thank you for the people. Lord, we thank you for the love that exists within this church family. And it is our greatest desire, oh God, that more men, women, boys and girls would taste what it means to be part of the family of God. And so we ask, God, continue your glorious work. Continue to build your church. And we lift Ben to you. We thank you for him. We thank you for his steadfastness. We thank you that nothing moves him. (laughs) We thank you that he abounds in the work of the Lord. And we pray for him right now that you will give him peace and that you will bring healing to his body. And we ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. And we pray that you will be with Emma and James and Hannah over these next few days, that you will give them peace and assurance that you are sovereign, you are in control, and you are the God who loves his people. We worship you, O God. Receive our praise, receive our worship, receive our thanks. 
keep us focused on you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship. You have just listened to a Beacon Church recording. If you would like more information about us, our vision, the team or upcoming events, please visit our website, which is beacon-church.org. You can email us at office at beacon-church.com or find us socially on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. You are welcome to share this recording as you wish, but please do not make any edits without express consent. Thank you.